Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Batman number 183. Cover date August 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Carmine Infantino and Murphy Anderson. Edited by Julius Schwartz. Featuring A Touch of Poison Ivy. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Sheldon Maldoff and Joe Giella. And Batman's Baffling Turnabout. Written by Gardner Fox, art by Sheldon Moldoff, and Sid Green. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new Batman cannot stop thinking of Poison Ivy. With Batman caught in Ivy's spell, he breaks her out of prison and then is taken captive as Ivy rejoins her gang. Meanwhile, Batman and Robin trail a gang of crooks to a warehouse on the waterfront. Batman falls through a trap door and becomes caught in a net with the tide coming in. One of the crooks in a Batman disguise tries to fool Robin into thinking he is the real Batman. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Outside world, like I know you've been out today. Um, it's warm. It's uh-huh. quite warm. Uh-huh. We had a rainstorm come in through, uh, come through earlier uh-huh. while I was cutting the grass, and um, there are a lot of cars parked on the lawn of our neighbors, and parked as if done professionally, all in one nice, neat little row. Maybe they're having a wedding reception or something. I don't know. It looks like they're having a hillbilly hoedown tonight. That's for sure. Speaking of hot, you know, July was the hottest month in the history of the Earth that we know of. Well, at least in the past 140 years. Wow. It was awful. It truly was. It was it. I didn't go outside. I haven't been outside since Mm. March of 19 of 2020. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is good coffee. What is it there? What do you have? I made myself, you know, with with a little espresso maker. Uh Uh-huh. With regular coffee uh-huh. and um, a little bit of milk, a little bit of half and half, and a little bit of cinnamon, and I and I heated it up and I, I swished it together with the whisker, you know. No turmeric. No. How do you expect to cure yourself from mm. whatever's wrong with you? It's delicious. Um, speaking of neighbors, the house across the street is for sale, and listener. So if you would like to live across the street from us and be talked about 
when we peer out our window at you. I have to tell you, I cannot believe the list price. I, it's, a, it's quite a high price. It's quite a high price. And if it sells for that, uh, should we ever decide to sell our home and move to a less expensive home, we're going to be set. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, enough about that. You enough know about that. Who wouldn't appreciate global warming? Batman. Who else? Robin. Who else? Uh, Poison Ivy. Yes. Thank you. The plant-based villainess whom we encountered two issues ago in Batman number 181. And she is ever such a good villainess. You like her? I really do. I have to admit I do. She uh, visually is modeled after Betty Page. Okay. The famous pinup girl of Mm mid-century. And, of course, you probably understand that she's partially based on the Nathaniel Hawthorne short story Rappuccini's Daughter about a maiden who tends a garden of poisonous plants. Rappuccini's Daughter. I'd yes. like to read that. I'm going to make a note. Well, it's by Nathaniel Hawthorne, mm-hmm. famous author. Uh-huh. It's probably available on Kindle or someplace. Rappuccini's Two P's, two C's. Daughter. Just like Poison Ivy, she becomes resistant to the poisonous plants, but is rendered poisonous to others. Neat. Now, I don't know if she makes googly eyes at any costumed superheroes. Okay. But I wouldn't put it past her. Okay. Since she's a direct inspiration for Poison Ivy. Cool. Uh, We last encountered Poison Ivy in Batman number 181. Yes. Which actually was two issues ago, because we had an 80-page giant in between. 80-page giant! Uh, so this is sort of a continuation of Batman number 181. Mm-hmm. We uh, referenced the previous story. Poison Ivy is in prison. She's hauled off to the slammer. Batman put her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, things are going great, except on the cover. Batman is reclining in a rocking chair, mm-hmm. watching a television program called The Adventures of Batman. Robin's on the hotline with an emergency call and says, let's get going, Batman. And Batman says, not tonight, kid. I'm staying in the Batcave to watch myself on television. Which Batman would never do. No. Uh, Also, The Adventures of Batman was not the name of the popular television show that was uh, about Batman in 1966. On the cover, it says, holy emergency. What's the real reason Batman's goofing off? The telltale clue is on this cover. Of course... Long-time readers of DC Comics would know what the clue is right away. I looked and looked. I could not figure it out. I was, it was like when you see those comics, uh, the things in the, in the Sunday paper where it says what, what four things are different in each picture. Like you know? the hidden pictures of highlights for children? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was looking and looking and looking, and, I couldn't, and it was right there in front of me. And I won't give it away. but No, don't. But I uh, am embarrassed to tell you that uh, it took me a while as well. I was looking at the root beer bottle and the popcorn box. I was looking in the shadows. I was looking everywhere to try to figure out what it was. And in fairness, um, when we get to it, it's understandable that one would overlook it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, first up, Batman with Robin the Boy Wonder, that balefully beautiful, contagious villainous Poison Ivy is back to torment Batman. Is he unable to resist the fever she has infected him with? Will he fulfill her arrogant boast that although the masked detective put her in jail, he will also defy the law to take her out of it? Thrill 2. A A touch touch of poison poison ivy. ivy. Um, 
let's just jump right in. Shall we? Bruce Wayne, secretly Batman, is dining with another luscious beauty, mm-hmm. Trina, who looks as delicious as angel cake. Mm-hmm. But he is haunted by the infectious face of Poison Ivy. As you recall, when Poison Ivy was being hauled off to jail, she planted a kiss on Batman, Mm -hmm. which had drugs in it. Of course. Well, Robin snapped him out of it, so we thought. We thought. But apparently Batman is still obsessed with Poison Ivy. Are you okay with that candle on the table like that? No. There's a giant candle in the middle of the restaurant table in between. The flame is huge. Yep. And it looks like it's been melting down for years. Yeah. It, it looks like a fire hazard. It looks like it's like it was a candle inside of a wine bottle and it's melted all over the top of it. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's that thick. Yeah. Or, you know, this is a fancy millionaire restaurant. Maybe it's a cake. It just has a candle on the top. <laughs> like, a vol- like a vanilla volcano cake. Maybe. Let's, it's not. Uh, the millionaire. It's, it's what? the artist's attempt at trying to draw, trying to draw a, a candle in a restaurant. Yes, uh, unsuccessful. Right. The millionaire playboy glides from one dazzling pinup to another. Now he's dancing with Vicky, not Vicky Vale, the newspaper I was reporter. Say Vicky Vale. It's not because she's just Vicky with an I. This is Vicky with an I E. Okay. Uh, again, he imagines himself dancing with Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Then finally, he's out with Gilda. Gilda. And again, he's kissing her. He opens his eyes. His eyes are open now. And yes. And he sees Poison the Ivy. The lovely image of Poison Ivy. I'd always hoped you'd be a lifeless kisser. Now, I wonder that Bruce Wayne has enough time to just be out on the town, because certainly nighttime is when criminals do most of their work. Right. And he's Batman, a creature of the night. We don't know how long this has been going on. We don't know if we're looking over a month, two days, a year. We don't know. Um, And I understand that he does need to keep up with secret identity of a wealthy philanthropist, Bruce Wayne. Sure. But surely he could just pull like a Tony Stark number and just, you know, do that and just not draw so much public attention to himself being out in the town. It's best not to question it. Now we have a flashback to last issue where Poison Ivy and her gang were getting beat up on, mm-hmm. and Poison Ivy planted that final kiss on Batman. Mm-hmm. Robin realizes that he's been drugged. Uh, and that Which is pretty easy for him to realize because Batman practically passes out after he kisses her. And also smells like chloroform. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Poison Ivy's off to jail, but she taunts Batman and Robin. You'll be back, Batman. Once you've had a touch of Poison Ivy, you can never get rid of it. Mm. You'll, well, some calamine lotion, get rid of it quick enough. Days pass, and in the millionaire sportsman's penthouse hideaway in Gotham City, his ward, Dick Grayson, worries about him. Now, this is interesting. I don't know that we've seen a penthouse getaway before. No, because doesn't he live in a manor on his own lo- Stately land? Wayne Manor, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, now, in the 70s, we learn that he does have a penthouse apartment atop the Wayne Foundation building and a secret bat cave underneath. Oh. But I think this is probably the first in the Silver Age we've seen of a okay. downtown penthouse. And certainly, I would think he would use it for his romantic getaways, not bring his ward, youthful ward Dick Grayson, <laughs> along. <laughs> Spoil the fun. Uh, 
Batman's all hot and bothered about Poison Ivy staring off into the distance. Dick gets an ice cube to try to snap him out of it. <laughs> it's no good. It doesn't work. The ice cube is melting, but Bruce is still on fire. Right. That's weird, because I, I, he's holding that ice cube, and it's melting over his jacket. Yep. And I kept thinking, gosh, I hope that jacket's going to be okay. It's. I hope it's not silk or something. Oh, no. Even wool, though, drop, drop, you know, dripping a... Uh, uh, I guess it's fine because you can get, you know, you can go in the rain in a suit. It's just, I just thought about it. He didn't put it up against his face. Just imagine, imagine Robin pressing that ice cold uh, cube up against Batman's face and him snapping on him and just punching Robin right in the face. Or like down the back of his shirt or something. (laughs) Tickle fight. I'm sure lots of people have imagined all sorts of scenarios with Batman, Robin, and ice. I wouldn't know. Well... Just ask Dr. Frederick Wortham. Okay. Just in the nick of time, from across the street at a neighboring penthouse, pistol shots coming from the penthouse across the street. Batman and Robin spring into action. Mm -hmm. From their inexhaustible utility belts, they pull suction cup climbing ropes Mm -hmm. and aim them at the penthouse across the street. And then fly across. This is a fantastic panel, by the way, of them swinging across on their suction cup it is a good panel threads yeah uh they crash now there still is constant gunfire going on Mm -hmm. bear that in mind they crash through the window of the neighboring penthouse and it turns out there's some criminals in there trying to murder a couple who are set to testify against joe the undertaker yes now, you recall that I just said the gunshot has been continuous since the first moment they heard it. Right. So, what, have they been... You've got three criminals with guns in a penthouse trying to murder this couple. The couple, who are unarmed. The closest criminal to them is with an arms, eight half inches an arm's length. Yeah. Yeah, from them. They've been firing continuously and haven't managed to hit this couple yet. Maybe they've been firing in the air to scare them before they actually... No, they'd say that they, they were yeah. trying to kill them. So what were they Here's doing? Here's Batman we think and Robin trying circles? to stop us from stuffing slugs in these squares. Do you think <laughs> well, it's like a, like a Benny Hill um, thing? They were just running around the apartment? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, if it was a Benny Hill, the woman would be in a she would be little topless. nighty. Yes. Or negligee or something. Yes, yeah. Um... Sorry, that just bothered me. What? That not only was this couple not dead, but they had not even been wounded. They're standing fully upright. These gangsters are really bad shots. Yeah. Yeah. Did <laughs> you imagine standing <laughs> half an arm's length and like aiming and just always sort of, you know, say, uh, Mac, that thing's got a little bit of kickback. You might want to correct for that. <laughs> I don't understand. Why can't I hit him? I don't know either, wide eye. <laughs> Again, the utility belts prove useful when Batman pops out a tear gas capsule. I'm hoping that Batman and Robin have some sort of way of being completely surrounded by tear gas and not be affected. I guess they are because they're doing it. Well, I have seen stories where Batman has some kind of little nose filter that he pops in before he does stuff like this. By the way, I just want to say... Yes? I... Love that T-shirt. Thank I, you. My I husband know I got, got it, it for me for my birthday. For your birthday, but I hadn't seen you wear it before today. And it's a Robbie the Robot T-shirt. Robbie, Robbie the Robot. No, the, the original Robbie oh, the Robot from Forbidden Planet. For, from Forbidden Planet. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
I think it's the same basic body. They just yeah, dolled it up it's a little fantastic. different from Lost in Strays. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, the killers are firing blindly into the tear gas, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like a little danger to make you forget a dame. Right, <laughs> Batman? <laughs> no dice, Robin. Uh, they capture the crooks. Meanwhile, in jail, can you do a good Poison Ivy voice? I, I want Batman to have this pocket mirror I made for him with my own hands in the machine shop and, and this letter, telling him that I'm glad he sent me here so I can repent for my evil ways and pay my debt to society. Maybe then he'll think of me as just the lovable girl next door. And the kindly prison matron. How sweet, Poison Ivy. I'll see that he gets it. Now, you can't just have jailed criminals just sending letters to Batman. Sure you can. They send well, mail. But not surely huh, Batman didn't has Didn't you have a, a prison pin pal in, in elementary school? No. Oh, is that only in Florida schools? Yes, <sighs> you had a prison pen pal? Yes, in third grade. No, you did not. Of course. You're telling a fib. I am. Although I, it's not far, you from what you know about growing up in Florida, yeah, it's they not would a far absolutely stretch. not surprise me. Yes. In fact, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't just hold school in the prison. <laughs> I think Poison Ivy would have a voice, a cross between Ann Baxter mm. and Jack Hay. I don't know that I could do that. Well, mm, Batman doesn't know. Oh, like sort of like this, like. Batman doesn't know it yet, but that little gift is going to send him flying here to see me, or to free me. Is that... No, I can't do it. Anyway, I don't know. have you noticed that she has a lazy eye in that yeah, panel? I think she's winking. But winking at I whom? At the matron. At us? At the reader, yes. At the reader. Or the prison matron. Oh. Batman doesn't know it yet, but that little gift is going to send him flying here to free me. Reminds Wink. Me of, reminds me of my grandma Beach. Now, she couldn't help it because she had a stroke. I know, but... She used oh. to, well, she had this thing when she would laugh, one of her eyes would sort of close down a little bit. And it just, did I ever tell you the time I got spanked because I you, made fun of my grandmother? Several times. Yeah. Weren't you playing charades and that was the clue? Yes. Oh, I wow. didn't do it in front of my grandmother. It was for my parents, my mother and my stepfather. And I was doing this thing where I'd laugh and I'd close my eye. And they said, what? And I said, it's Grammy Beach. <laughs> I never saw my stepfather leap up so fast <laughs> to spank me. Where did I learn to be such a horrible child? I know your stepfather was a terrible person. He really was. You deserved that. I totally deserved it. I really did. Batman is touched by Poison Ivy's gift of a little compact mirror. He is. Surrounded in ivy. He is touched. He should know better. He really should know better. He really should. But, But listen to this, Robin. Poison Ivy's changging. She's really turning over a new... Leaf sounds like a no typical intended. abused uh, partner um, scenario. Yeah, and Isn't it? yes, and why would that be? Because he was raised by Alfred. Probably even before his parents were killed, he was raised by Alfred. He's probably never had a normal relationship with a woman. We both agree that Batman's probably straight, right? S- yes. Okay, so um, no, but I think he's straight. Okay. Oh yeah. So. He's probably never had a long-term, good, healthy relationship with a woman. He has a secret identity. Yes. He's a dark knight. Yes. He spends all of his spare, uh, spare time fighting criminals. And and so 
he did. He have... would be. He would be susceptible to the guiles of a very, very intelligent, powerful woman, and so I think this is really playing out as it should. At the beginning of his career, he was engaged to pretty nurse Julie Madison. Wow, she doesn't have an alliterative name. Right. Like Julie Jones right. or Julie or, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she uh, threw him over for a European prince, so she's a princess now. Oh, Princess Julie. Yes. yes. Batman, a commoner, and she a princess. A princess. So, uh, day after day... The masked manhunter stares into the dazzling mirror, and the more he does, the more he's haunted by the poisonous charms of poison ivy. I thought we were going to discover that this was a secret transmitter and that he was looking into a live image of her. That is what I thought, too. Like a compact lexophone. Not at all. She must have used some sort of chemicals on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Um, he's using it. He's looking into it day after day. So every time he looks in the mirror, he sees her face telling him to get to the jail and break her out, and then they can embark on a life of crime together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robin, all the while, just telling him to knock it off. Actually, he calls him Big Daddy. Yeah. Knock it off, Big Daddy. A little bit of 1966 slang. Yes. Right? Robin decides it would be a good idea to get some fresh air, so off they go into, I'm assuming it's Gotham Harbor, even though the Statue of Liberty is there. Mm. Uh, As we modern readers know Gotham City and New York City are two different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Batman and Robin, in costume, on the deck of the ferry boat mm-hmm. at night. Uh, another psychic message from Poison Ivy comes through the compact mirror. Hello, lover. Stop stalling. Get me out of prison so we can enjoy the loot we're going to stockpile. Get me out. Out. Uh, just in the nick of time to break Batman's concentration, there's a crime. Uh, hijackers have come to hijack the ferry, which will be a perfect hideout for their diamond loot hmm. until they're picked up by their will it? jewelry runner. Sure. Will it really? A tugboat in the harbor. Okay. Luckily, two costumed superheroes are also on the same trip. Mm-hmm. And they get to punching. I mean, really, they're just there so that Batman can clear his head and get over his game. Some fresh sea air. Uh, Why didn't Robin take the mirror from him? I guess the story, the story wouldn't have been as long. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's Batman's mirror. Don't touch it. Uh, well, Where's Robin starts punching. Batman is just standing there getting beat up on. Right. Something's wrong with him. Uh, still hears the voice of Poison Ivy urging him to come break her out of jail. Mm-hmm. But then he comes to his senses because Robin's getting clobbered by these hoodlums. Mm-hmm. Batman snaps to, takes these criminals out with three easy punches, and then stomps on the mirror. Indeed. I stepped on, on the, the ping, ping pong, pong ball. ball. That's, of course, a we'll classic line from... Auntie Mame, which nobody listening is going to know. Batman sends the mirror back to Poison Ivy in pieces. Isn't that strange that probably only one listener will actually get that reference? If we're lucky, one of our listeners in another country. Oh, I think you'll be surprised. I, I know we have about three listeners. Yes. And two of them will have no idea. What well, that reference was. I think we have more listeners than you think. Okay. Much as we like to joke around. 
and also the worlds of, uh, let's see, 18 months of 1960s comics and classic film intersect nicely, I think. I agree. I'm not criticizing you. I just think that it's a wasted reference. Uh, no reference is wasted, because what if it makes them go to Wikipedia and look it up? Oh, okay. Um, Look up Glory. Little Glory in the Ping Pong pong Tournament. Don't don't tell where it's from. Little Glory in the Ping Pong Tournament. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Anyway, Poison Ivy's besides herself. Batman hates me so. He smashed the mirror I sent him. What's the good of trying to reform? I'm better off dead. (laughs) Which, of course, is a ploy to get him to come. Sure, and what do you know? She starts dying of a broken heart. Right. The doctors agree. Mm -hmm. There's no cause for death other than her broken heart. She's withering away, but she has begged one last time Mm -hmm. to see Batman. So, in he comes to the hospital. Uh, Well, to the the, the The sick prison hospital, yes. Yes, yes. She begs him for one last kiss before she dies. And I guess Angela Lansbury is standing in for the role of the prison weight wardeness. Yes. Yes, it looks like that from a distance, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, the nurse in that big nurse hat, you know, when I was in undergrad college, the nurses at the wellness center actually wore those starched white dresses with the white caps on top. That was in the, the mid-80s. I know. Wow. Right. Even though I think the one nurse, the mean one, she had little lace around her little cap. You're kidding. No. Wow. One time I went there with an earache. How very old-fashioned. One time I went there with an earache. and well, you, uh, get, you used to get earaches all the time. I sure did. And she tried to give me some drops. Well, they were drops for the eyes, not for the <laughs> ears, <laughs> which I mentioned <laughs> to her. And so she pulled out a pad and paper and drew the chemical structure of the eye drops and then drew a chemical structure of the eardrops and you said and she said you see they're the same you can safely put these drops in your ears well i didn't i never used those drops excuse me you let a you had a nurse yes draw you the chemical structure of both yes and you still refuse to put them in your ears how do i know that she knows the chemical structure of drops she might have been a well-practiced liar and she you was could still she you was, could still hear. It was a good choice. No, it wasn't. I told you I didn't use them. Not to use them, I'm saying. It was an excellent oh, right, choice. Right, right, well right, right. done. Well played. She was wearing a uniform from the 1930s. I don't she probably didn't even know what chemistry is. She's probably a movie actress. She's playing dead now, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure she's dead. Uh, That's just one of my favorite things to do when we watch classic movies. It's just out of nowhere just to say, she's dead. Yep. He's dead. Yep. She's dead. That dog's dead. Yep. They're all dead. Yep. <laughs> never, it, never, it never ceases to make you laugh. You always makes you laugh. You know who's not dead? Little Glory. <laughs> Little Glory. Uh, suddenly, Poison Ivy has a miraculous recovery. Pulls three strands of hair out of her head. What the hell is this? Okay, I call bullshit on this. What? This hair thing, this explosive hair thing, but she pulls them out of her hair. The act of pulling them out of her hair would ignite them. As she explains, her hair is her utility belt. Mm. One strand of hair... She herself bald-headed if she gets into a fight, isn't she? (laughs) One strand of hair contains medicine to make her simulate sickness, and another strand contains explosives to blow up everyone in here unless you carry me out of here, Batman. You care to test it? I, you want to try me? 
are you okay with that? Well, that she's going to blow up the prison that her with a strand of hair. strands have different, like, she literally, without looking, just pulls a hair strand. Oh, this is the explosive one. And this is the sleeping chemical. I'm more okay with this than I am with what happens in the river in the next story. I'll just put it oh, that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, we're going to have some fun talking about that. So Batman knows that she is not bluffing, so she he grabs her up and carries her out of the hospital. Of course, he's saying, look, I can't take the risk of, of hurting anyone. So right. I'll pretend that I'm helping Poison Ivy escape, and then I can easily recapture her again outside. Right. Mm, okay. There's a getaway car waiting for them both. Everything turned out just like you planned, Poison Ivy. So... uh she gets in the back seat, changes into her costume, mm-hmm. her villain costume. The police are right on their tail. She tosses her hair explosives like, out the back window. I'm feeling like adding all sorts of. Oh, oh, That's fine. Today, That's okay. what you're here for. Okay. Uh, Batman. She passed, yeah, she tosses her hair explosives out. The window. Batman thinks that's fine. There's no harm because it's just going to blow away in the wind. No. Three strands of hair explosive. One goes under each police car and blows up. It does say Poison Ivy booby-trapped them all. Are we really supposed to believe that those those hair strands did that? Yeah, I was confused about that. I thought that maybe her henchmen had had, um, already planted bombs underneath the cars. But does she know exactly which police cars are going to be responding to the chase? I, I think as readers, we are actually supposed to believe that the hair that she pulled out of her head, yeah. that she carried in her hand as Batman took her from the prison hospital to the car, that she sat down on the seat while she got changed into her clothing, yeah. that she grabbed back in her hands and then tossed out the window, that those three strands of hair landed perfectly underneath all three vehicles and exploded. There's only one conclusion. This henchman doesn't know what the phrase booby-trapped means. Okay. Uh, Batman tries to grab the wheel and run them off the road so that the police can catch up. But uh, it turns out that the steering wheel has a little needle sticking out of it containing sleeping potion. And Batman's out like a light. She thinks of everything. Of course, that would have been her henchman... Would have known not to not right. Of course, do it. she would have said, "Now, Batman's going to carry me out of the prison hospital, uh, and we're going to go into the car, and he will be joining us. Make sure that you place the poison on the needle, and as you're driving the car, don't touch the needle. Of course, Batman will try to grab the steering wheel from you, but I will expect him to do that, and that's why we're poisoning the needle." Is that a good voice for her? Yeah, I almost wish that they had written that whole page of dialogue into the story. Uh, I do like that little panel at the bottom of him resting on her shoulder. Oh, yeah, when he's out like a light, but his white eyes are still open. Mm -hmm. He wakes up in Poison Ivy's apartment with a leash around his neck. This sequence of events is stupid. Uh, she tries to force the middle two panels. feed him some grapes, but he, he refuses no. to eat. It turns out she also has a pet black panther. Mm-hmm. When I was in third grade, our school had a mascot named it, Magic. He was the black panther. He was a real panther. He lived at the Columbus Zoo. And we could go to the zoo and say, that's our mascot. Oh. Magic, the black panther. Mascot. So she says, um... 
so he's he's been here for days. Yeah. In the next panel, he's refused food. He's growing weaker and weaker. Um, even this Black Panther scratching and pawing at him doesn't alarm him. Yeah, does, he, does he have a special outfit that can resist the actual nails of a Black Panther? I mean, nowadays I would say, yes, he's got like Kevlar armor or something. But no, in those days it's just like terry cloth or something. Oh. Some kind of stretchable polyester. Nylon. Um, so it turns out he's been faking. He's been playing dead this whole time. Um, Poison Ivy calls for an IV tube because she's going to force feed Batman via IV. But when the rubber IV tube comes out, the panther thinks that he's about to get beaten, which means that he's been beaten. Okay, that's what I was curious about. Yeah. Um, because, but the sight of the rubber tube, a wild snarling. Yes. The panther reacts to the, not to the tube, mm-hmm. uh, because he's been terribly abused in the past. He probably oh. came from a circus. Or maybe she beat him. Well, sure. Uh, Batman leaps up, demands that he be given the tube so that he can hide it from the animal. Uh, he takes time to give a kiss to Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like a robin with the fury of an eagle, <laughs> like so that. a robin. A, a fast robin. A really angry robin. Robin plummets into the dazed gunman. He's come from hiding. He has trailed Batman. He waited long enough for him to prove that he'd gotten Poison Ivy out of his system. By recapturing her and her gang as you promised. So we're not supposed to think on this too long. We're not supposed to think on the fact that Batman's been there four days. Right. In his costume. Right. He hasn't had to pee or have a BM. Well, because he hasn't eaten. Right. Yes. But, I mean, honestly. Yeah. He's not because he hasn't. He stayed in his costume. He's wearing a leash. Yes. He was in her bed. Yes. Getting weaker and weaker. Yes. Robin was sort of looking from another building with binoculars and just watching this all happen and yeah. saying, I'm going to wait until I know for sure that he's over her. But, oh, Butler. Oh, oh sorry. Speaking of my, BMs. Oh, he, he caught up. The dog scared just farted and apparently was revulsed enough by his own smell of, that he's leaving the room. We heard it. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, uh, so, Robin. I'm sorry, I was talking about bodily functions, but yeah, why is it? How is it that Batman was there for days, had no need to use the privy, and Robin was just looking from another place and watching for an indication that Batman was truly over Poison Ivy, and then leapt in. I mean, mm, well, it's the whole <clears throat> idea of lying in bed for days. First of all, oh God. Everyone knows, is it the smell to hit you? It finally got to me. Oh. Everyone knows that Batman has minute control over all of his bodily functions <laughs> from training in Tibet with Liam Neeson. How could I have forgotten about right. that? So uh, I imagine he just like reabsorbs his uh, pee and poop. Okay. I was trying to think of a fancier scientific word than that, but. Bodily waste. Bodily waste. waste. Thank okay, you. thank you. You yes. can edit that in later. Uh, or not. Well, I don't edit it. Yep. Um, Meanwhile, Batman has trickily, while he was making out with Poison Ivy, he took that IV tube and tied up her hands. Oh, my God. And back to prison she goes, 
where he watches her on television <laughs> from the Batcave. That's creepy. Nothing creepy about and that. And she knows it. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried, she tells him over the TV. You've got a lifetime case of poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Has she got the wrong number, Batman says. Yes. Yeah, but if she dials... But yeah, he said, Robin says, um, maybe. But if she dials for you... Oh, no, wait, he's not a good woman. I'm sorry. Just go ahead. Maybe, but if she dials for you, Big Daddy, don't be surprised if I answer. Does he have the hots for her, too? Well, no, I don't know why the word dials and the word answer are in quotation marks. Yeah, That's a little pet peeve of is. mine. I know. Is this the end of the contagious villainous? Well, it is for about five more years. She won't appear what? for five more years. And she next appears in an issue of Lois Lane fighting the thorn. Oh, my gosh. What a disappointment. Heroine. Well, I think I know the reason why. Why? Because the TV show, he, which was currently airing, Cat brings Wolf. back Catwoman, uh -huh. who had not appeared in comics in quite some time. Okay. But uh, they used her on the TV show, and so she starts appearing in the comics again. Julie Newmar? Yeah. Is the actress who played her on the television show? Yeah. yeah. So we don't need two femme fatales that are both in love with Batman. No, and that we? was a hugely popular television show oh yes so it makes sense that they would take poison ivy out and also it, what doesn't make sense is that poison ivy has a pet panther but it does make sense for Catwoman to have oh sure sure guess what what there's another story here i know i liked the first one the hates of men are strange and varied mm -hmm. batman and robin rob are no strangers to the warped twisted enmity of men they have sent away to prison this they accept as calculated risks of their chosen roles as crime fighters. But now and then, a criminal develops a master plan so cleverly, so deadly in design, that the very lives of the dynamic duo hang by a frayed thread. Batman's baffling turnabout is the title of the story. It's and, odd that they didn't uh, and have listener? a lead in. Right, right, right. Just, just a the, the listener. That is the most exciting thing of the next story. Um... I don't know about that. Okay. So agree to disagree. On the splash page, Batman is dangling in a sticky net over some water. Mm -hmm. uh, above him, there's an open trap door and a criminal leering down who says, Sweat out these last few moments of life that remain to you, Batman, knowing that I'm going to get rid of Robin in a fate worse even than your own. Yeah. Batman thinks to himself, like all criminals, this one has made a mistake. It's up to Robin to spot it and save himself. This is referring, of course, back to the cover. Yes. Shall now, we dive in? Yes. Yes. As moonlight filters through the windows of a Gotham City import and export warehouse, the sudden drumbeat of feet stirs frightened echoes in criminal hearts. Beat it! Here come Batman and Robin! It's some kind of a African import company, but there are those African masks and... Uh, well, there's some... There, oh, well, there's a Grecian... There's a Grecian urn. urn yeah, a, Grecian urn. A mirror, which probably has a leering image of poison ivy inside of it. Yeah. So Batman and Robin make quick work of these criminals. Well, Robin does. Well, Robin says, why do I always get second billing? Is he jealous? A little bit, I think. He's yeah. younger. He's not... You get second billing because you, are not, you don't have the fortune. You're the ward of, of Bruce Wayne. Shut your mouth. Do your job. Sorry. 
Through a doorway into an adjoining room hurtles the masked manhunter after one of these hoodlums. Mm-hmm. Um, chasing after them, he suddenly falls through a trap door into a gooey net. Into a net covered with a gooey substance, yes. and he's stuck. So it's probably glue. I don't know why they didn't just say glue. Well, it would have to be sticky fast glue, like, I don't know, Gorilla Glue. Who um, knows? When I was in eighth grade, we had to make these geometric paper shapes out of paper. Mm-hmm. We had to glue them with rubber cement. Mm. And of course, we were in eighth grade. We all loved to sniff the rubber cement. Mm-hmm. So we made up a song about it. You did? Yep. What was it? If you want to get down, way down on the ground, rubber cement. <laughs> well, that's like, you know, I rarely hear a new story from you. I know. I just yeah. thought of that. Uh, then a taunting voice from above. That's the splash page. He's uh, announces his plan. So this is a fellow that Batman put in prison five years ago. Mm-hmm. He's had five years of planning. He set up a number of booby traps in this warehouse, and Batman just happened to go, fall for the first one. Literally fall right. through the trap door. Right. Into the net, which is suspended under a dock over the river. Now, the river is going to come to high tide. And it will drown Batman. And it will drown Batman because he's stuck in this net. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for him to get out. Um, this criminal has a Batman costume of his own. And apparently he sounds just like Batman. Yes. And looks because Robin later... Well, I'll get to that. So he says, I'm going to trap you here, Batman, and then I'm going to also kill Robin. Batman, however, says this criminal has made one mistake, like all criminals. And Robin will spot the mistake immediately and save himself. So Batman's done thinking about Robin. Right. He's ready to work on saving himself. Up in the warehouse, Mm -hmm. this Batman comes in, claiming that he has twisted his ankle. Right. And it's so bad, Robin, you're going to have to drive me back to the Batcave. Now, I did like this part. I thought this was... This is clever. This kid has a fake bat cave set up just in case something like this happens. No, it's not a fake bat cave. It's a second bat cave. Well, he calls it auxiliary bat cave. Yes. Which is on the other side of Gotham City from Mm -hmm. Stately Wayne Manor. It's like they've been out fighting crime for a while and they're dehydrated and hungry and they need to go back and like freshen up, use the bathroom, change, you know, grab some more weapons or whatever for the utility belt. Grab us. Grab a protein snack bar, or some snack, or yeah, something. yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. Or as we see on the cover, some popcorn and a soda, and watch TV just to decompress before they go back. Well, then that makes me wonder where is this auxiliary Batcave? Because it would certainly have to be on land owned by Bruce Wayne, which would make it, it easy to track down a warehouse once maybe. this criminal knows where it is. Yeah, sure. He can track down Batman's secret identity. Yeah. We don't want that, do we? No, we don't. Maybe they maybe it's a cave under Dick's high school. <laughs> that would be harder to trace. So uh Robin takes the wheel of the Batmobile and roars through the night to the auxiliary bat cave. And he says, Who is this guy? Yeah. What is this game? I, I'll play along and I'll wait to the developments. He sure looks like Batman, all right. And somebody um Somebody 
did an expert plastic surgery job on his face. So only on the bottom half of his face. Right. I was wondering what the top half would look like if it's all scarred and wonky or if he's cross-eyed. Oh, yeah. Or wall-eyed. Maybe it's Walleye from the first story who couldn't shoot straight. He's been in prison for five years. What bothers me, Robin continues thinking, is where's the real Batman? Mm -hmm. In trouble, I bet. Or this one wouldn't risk him showing up to ruin his scheme. So he simply is going to have to ad-lib his way through what's ahead. Absolutely. Now, um, it's good that, that he has that whole career in, in, in the performing arts because yes. he probably knows how to improvise. Well, they had improv classes in 60s high school. I'm sure. So the Batmobile comes to a stop in the quote-unquote emergency Batcave. Mm-hmm. Robin invites Batman to sit down and relax and watch some TV. Apparently there's a documentary about Batman <laughs> coming on to the television. <laughs> uh, this is tricky. Robin's good at this. Yeah. Might as well get comfortable and take off our masks, he thinks, while he's trying to create a diversion so that he doesn't have to take off his own mask, but hoping that the fake Batman will take off his mask. Would it be something if, if uh, Robin said, hey, remember that new dance move you were showing me before we went <laughs> to fight crime? I know that your right, your right ankle's hurt, but you were about to show me what to do with the left leg. Do you want to show me? <laughs> you still have the use of your arms. Ah. Uh. Or he could do something like, hey, remember that piano piece you were playing for me earlier? Right. Why don't you finish? Yes. Uh, A number of things. But he's just going, he's going with it, which Mm -hmm. is what improv actors do. It's called Yes And. Yes. Sorry, Butler. Quiet. Um, Just then, the hotline phone rings. Do you think Robin turned over and went, ring, ring? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Coming. (laughs) Um. Butler, stop Stop barking. Um, Oh, another thing. Robin says, uh, there goes the hotline phone. You must feel its vibration in your belt buckle, too. (laughs) But I'll answer it. (laughs) Vibrations, vibrations. There's no such thing. Now I'd like to pull off another bluff. Yeah, he's just throwing out fake information to see if this guy will bite on anything. Yeah. So there's an emergency. Robin says, let's get going. Batman says, nope, count me out. My ankle hurts too bad oh yeah you could do it kid i'll stay behind and watch myself on television (laughs) (laughs) now robin was gambling on the fact that he wouldn't go with him right so uh robin drives out of the bat cave parks nearby pulls up the bat lexoscope and uh peers into the bat cave Mm -hmm. luckily this criminal talks to himself because he announces that the Bat Cave will be a blast cave in a few minutes because this small bomb I'm pulling out of my fake utility belt will wreck it completely. Bob, when I am um, away at work during the day, yes, do you talk to the dogs? Yes. Okay, uh, that's, that's perfectly normal because I talk to the dogs all the time when you're gone. Okay. Like they're... I mean, I don't pretend that they can actually talk back to me, but right. I just talk to them all it's the time. It's not like a poison ivy situation where you're... Hearing the dogs talk to you. Oh, the mirror. No. no, no, no. And then dreaming of yourself kissing the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly there's some interference on the, it's not really a lexophone, it's a bat snooper scope. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> there's some interference, which shouldn't be, because it's top of the line technology. Of course. 
Batman pops or Robin pops the hood to find that there's a duplicate bomb inside the engine of the Batmobile. He's so clever. He, he has things. been set up for a bombing too. Right. It's a good thing that he was watching his bat scope, whatever you call it. Bat that. snooperscope. Bat snooperscope. Um, now he sees that fake Batman is leaving the bat cave, mm-hmm. but Robin's going to keep him in sight with his batnoculars. But first, first he goes to the bat cave, deactivates the bomb, mm-hmm. but then, uh, goes outside the bat cave and throws it or throws it or yeah, both. He makes an explosion so that right. the guy will think that something has so blown up. so that the guy who's the fake Batman will believe that Robin has been killed. killed. Yeah, and the the Bat Cave has exploded. Robin tracks this guy through town back to the warehouse, mm-hmm. uh, where the criminal is assured now that the tide has risen to its. Uh, full height, mm-hmm. and that Batman will have drowned. So he picks up the trap door, and what do you think pops out? Batman. Batman. The real Batman. Mm-hmm. Punch, punch, oh, and punch, fist fight, to cuffs fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Lots of vase, vases and, and precious imports Imported being broken goods, over yes. each Batman's head. Um, luckily, they weren't importing children or something. <laughs> I thought we were going to have one of those mistaken identity, um, double identity moments where Robin comes in and one's choking, one Batman's choking the other Batman. And, oh, and he doesn't know which is which? Uh-huh. No, no such. Oh, but he would know, mm-hmm. wouldn't he? Yes. Because punch, 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 fight, 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 destroy, destroy, destroy. Finally, Batman sees an opening. <clears throat> His hands dart out. Flip this guy over his shoulders in an acrobatic move and judo, in, judo, judo, and into a nearby fully assembled suit of armor. Mm-hmm. The guy's knocked out. In comes Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it, Batman? Who's this masked masquerader? Just some crook I put in jail five years ago. <laughs> he set a death trap for me, caught me like a fish in a sticky netting underneath the trap door. Now we have a little flashback. This is what bothered me. Batman wriggles around on the sticky net until a laser torch falls out of his utility belt. Mm-hmm. He, he says he does the bat Tusi, yes, which is a which dance, is a dance that was from the Batman show, television yeah. show. Now, first of all, if it's a functioning laser torch... It's, it's not, not going, going to float. float. Why would all, he, if, if it was a functioning laser torch, yeah. the instrumentation and the battery source yeah. would be so heavy yes. that um, in order to make it float, he would actually have to build in space to put in a flota- flotation material to keep it from sinking, which would make it larger than it needed to be, which would be not impractical for fitting into the utility belt right thank you good catch that's however what, that's my problem was. that's not my biggest problem my what? problem is that his plan is to let the laser torch float on the surface of the river until it is slowly drawn out toward the sea hoping that it floats close enough to his fingers which are stuck to a sticky web that he can grab it and use it to cut himself free that's a big gamble yeah Right? Because what if the water was flowing in a different direction? Right. Right? What if a boat came by and the wake went sideways or something? Sure. 
anyway, luckily, all works out. Luckily. And he's free. Here comes the big reveal. Here comes the big reveal. I knew you'd spot the old type bat insignia on this criminal's uniform. He's been in prison so long that he doesn't know that I now wear a yellow circle around my bat insignia. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm ashamed, listener, that it took me so long to see that. Because on the cover, Batman does have the old, the old style, insignia. Yeah. just black bat. Looks like a marker scratch. Yeah. Um, well, all's well that ends well. Indeed. Batman's safe, and this guy's going back to prison for a lot longer than five years, I'd say, I'd for say, attempted uh, murder. right. Well, anything to add? No, well done. Thanks. You too. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can find Dr. Husband on his very own podcast, Liberally Speaking. Or you can find him right now silently motioning to me that I must have food on my mouth or something because it's, uh, there it is. I got it. You did. Thanks. I I should have just announced out loud you got food in your mouth. Right. I'm not embarrassed. Okay. Um, And you can find us back here next week. Aren't you excited? I am. We'll be looking at Sergeant Rock. Oh, good. 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 I'm so glad. Well, yeah, it's better than a Jerry Lewis comic. I can't. Oh, I'm no dreading the day when those come back with Renfrew and all that. Oh, oh. Bob Hope. That's the worst. Anyway, bye. Bye. It's time to live a